welcome back spooky people you are tuning into that spooky life on our weekly slide to the in-between and i am your host miranda i'm glad that you're here and i have some excellent news i have been able to herd spooky cats and put together what i was hoping was going to be an awesome finale to the first season episode 33 i believe I am bringing you guys today some wonderful spooky conversations between some friends of the show that you guys are familiar with. We have Kevin, Diana, and Astrid all joining us today, and we're just going to kick back and talk about some spooky things and see where it goes. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, how's it going? So, uh, before we started recording, we were actually talking about some current spooky experiences that have been going on with us, Uh, one of them for... Diana, Astrid, and I, we were, uh, I actually shared on the show last week, and it was uh, quite interesting. We just told Kevin about that one. And then you were talking about something going on at your house right now, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have a uh, shadowed entity that is trolling around my apartment. It's a little a little unnerving, but uh, it's been at least friendly enough and uh, hasn't caused too much problems. And to the best of my knowledge, has been respecting my wishes. It startled me a few times, and I feel a little uncomfortable, but I don't think that that's intentional by it. So, we live with these kinds of things. So, I, I have the Freezy Fort, uh, where I do all my recordings and uh, my Twitch stuff. And uh, there's a separation between the curtain and the wall that occasionally a shadow will pass by. It's, that's when I started noticing it, and I started looking around the apartment. And, and we've asked it politely not to you know, to start less or stay out of the bedroom. And it stays out of the bedroom, and occasionally I'll catch it going around a corner or, you know, looking looking by a uh, a door frame or something. But overall, it hasn't been, like, malign or uh, vicious. It's just been a, a startling presence. Well, that's fair, I guess. That's still upsetting, though. <laughs> like, seeing things moving where you're like, nope, there was nobody there. Well, you know where I live. Yeah, You've I been do. Here. You live in a very, very haunted old factory. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, no, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, Astrid. Actually, um, if you manage to make it down and we have time, I would like to take everybody to go see where Kevin lives because it's an old, what, denim textile factory? Yeah, it's an old cotton factory. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really old building. Uh has a lot of uh, denim... I think denim was made here predominantly, but it was a textile factory. It's it's old. It's been repurposed as an apartment complex, but it has a lot of history. There are a lot of residual hauntings there of people still doing their job, but there are also numerous intelligent hauntings. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. absolutely a place that we can start spooky, uh, spooky fun time adventures. Yeah, at least the old man has seemed to have uh, moved on um, since he was not welcome here. Mm-hmm. So, um, fun fact, I'm actually buying a school in Minnesota. I asked them the reason why that they weren't selling because the place had been, had, the place has been on and off for sale for the last like 30 years. And apparently, fun fact, I will be asking you guys to come down and do something like what we're doing now because the last person that purchased it and tried to live on the property because they had a visitor and they could never truly find them inside the school. But it was a young teenager, and they said they used to chase them around the school. And after about a year of that, they gave up and moved out. And no, and it made its way around the very small town, and no one's bought it since. 
Oh, road trip. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm Ghost down adventures. To... Yep. So I, and the, my my husband is just like, are you sure you want to buy this place now that you know it's haunted? And I'm like, you act like that's going to stop me. <laughs> that's a selling point? Uh, yeah, I was no. going to say, that's a, that's a, that's a feature. Yes. <laughs> I get a free gym and a cafeteria and a teenage ghost. You know, it's all selling. Yeah, like this is literally <laughs> just money to me. Hey, did, did, did I ever tell you um, about my my ultimate prank that I wanted to pull in the future? No, but I am oh. super interested. So whatever house I buy, I want to get an extra room in it. And right before I move out, I want to uh, seal up a doorway, like entirely like a wall. But I want to put a bunch of mannequins and porcelain dolls in it. Oh, my God. And just oh, sell it as it as like a two bedroom instead of a three bedroom, and let them discover that later. It's a prank I'll never see the uh, the culmination of, but it might end up on the news. That... Oh no! <laughs> I actually have two creepy dolls I can donate to this. I love the fact yeah, that I'm like begging you to get rid of them. <laughs> it's a prank that you're never going to see the culmination of, but like you know, it was good. <laughs> oh yeah. Might be multiple generations, but when it's discovered. Uh, like, honey, isn't there supposed to be a door here? Well, I don't know. Let me get my hammer. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. Like, pre-dust it so there's, like, so much more dust. You like, a oh, little I bit could... of flour on it? <laughs> I could totally give you my recipe for uh, theatrical dust, too. Yes. I want that. An- I just want that anyway. Yes. <laughs> I will definitely send that. <laughs> So it's funny because Kevin, don't think I didn't catch the fact that you said ghost adventures. We don't we don't say those words together here. We don't talk <laughs> about ghost bros here because they are just ridiculous and disgusting in their own way. However, oh, oh those those yes. guys. Okay, yeah, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, ghost uh, bros, dude, bro, dude, bro. Those are those the guys that provoke the ghosts yep. to get the reactions. Yes. Because I, every time that happens, uh, and it, it usually is they provoke it, something awful happens, and then they're like, shocked Pikachu, oh my god, how could this happen to me? And I'm like, you ask. You know, like, thank specifically. you. What gets me about that show is that like, they'll go in and they'll start like telling it, you know, like, explicit warning. But they'll be like, you know, what the fuck are you gonna do? You gonna, you gonna hit me in the face? I'm gonna fuck you day up. And then, they'll, then they get shit thrown at them. And then they're like, oh, I don't know. I can't believe that it actually did that. It cut me. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're coming into my house telling me that you want to mess me up. Yeah, I'm going to throw shit at you, bro. (laughs) It's so... It's funny, too, to see the progression because the earlier seasons, they were way more caustic. And then, like, later in the series, you can see that they absolutely had to have gotten, like, feedback or something because they're like, we're only provoking this ghost because he's already been a dickbag to this old lady. And I'm like... I mean, well, you, you get what you you get out what you put in. So if you come in Thank you. with negativity, you're going to receive negativity. Yes. Thank you. Well, and there's also an aspect to it that like them specifically irritate me for so many reasons. But additionally to the ones that we've already mentioned, they go in looking for ghosts. So obviously they're going to find ghosts. How many of those sites have not actually been haunted and they've just been like these guys being li- just dumb, right? Because they're expecting to find ghosts so they will find them. Sensationalized yeah. TV. 
but uh, yeah. you can't like in my my experiences and in almost every one of my experiences, even the the super negative, super violent entities that I've encountered, in every one of those, come at me, bro, is not the correct response. Mm-mm. No, it, it no. doesn't. It doesn't end well uh, for anybody. So, Kevin, I had a question for you um, because we've been comparing notes recently, and and you have been having some visitors. You had the old man, and of course, you have like your little spirit companion who seems to have your best interests at heart, as far as we can tell. Yeah, but she tries really hard. We have each individually heard before our scream that was from last week on the phone um we've also each individually heard uh, a disembodied female voice recently what about you i you know actually oh no <laughs> so okay so first thing you have to understand about uh she's be, she has been dubbed uh by by the household as well as uh by miranda as a little girl um, because I don't know her name, she's never spoken to me, uh, but she's this tiny entity that follows me around and has my best interest at heart. Um, and every time I've kind of, like, if I've ever really heard her, it's been a little bit of a whisper, but she's never okay. said my name. Like, she'll she'll giggle or she'll play with the dog, but it's not, it, like, I don't have conversations. Like, very rarely do I ever even hear her. There was a, a time recently where I woke up to a female voice that said my name, and I distinctly remember that it said my name. And I remember asking my wife if she called me, and she said no. Well, you asked me a question, and I don't remember what it was. And this was like two or three days ago. Oh. Was distinctly a female voice and much older than uh, little girl. Uh, I kind of wrote it off as little girl, but now that I'm actually like thinking about it, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Okay. So that actually I thought would be a decent thing to mention. I have noticed, and I think we've each discussed this separately at some point over the last like six months. And I realized that with the state of the world right now, there's a couple of different shifts in the world happening. But, you know, we we made the joke not that long ago that it seems like the old gods are recruiting, like running recruitment drives, which is meant with no disrespect whatsoever. We've just noticed an influx in certain certain energies taking interest and making themselves known to specifically people who have been on a witchy, spooky kind of spiritual path for a while. Ooh, ooh, did you tell him about my Black Widow experience? Oh no, please God tell that story before I continue. This is a great story. We were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, recruitment drives and uh, this is the third time in my life that a Black Widow has appeared on my body and has not bitten me. On but, your uh, body? On my body. So, well, um, in all of the books that I've ever seen, more of the deadlier of the the insect or spider or anything that shows up on your body, the more the powerful the deity or the spirit that is trying to get a hold of you and trying to talk to you. So a black widow showing up on your body tells me that something is trying to get your attention and it is is it's it's one of those high pain 
things. <laughs> well, as I told Miranda, I was like, I don't mind you getting my attention, but could you please stop sending deadly things? That would be appreciative. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> First time I was just sitting down at a table and uh, somebody was like, hey, look, uh, you got something on your arm. Is it a bug? And then I looked down and I was like, well, that's a black widow. And I gently brushed it off because I didn't want to get bit. Uh, and we moved about our day. It was a, I, was on a, I was on a picnic at a retreat. I was like 15, 16. Later, I was about 19, 20. I was living in my father's basement. And uh, it was a finished basement. So it's not like it's one of those dank, creepy things where spiders hang out. It's, it was completely furnished and finished. It was a, a whole bedroom. I had like a whole apartment down there. And I woke up because one was crawling on my face. Oh. Um, oh. I actually had, uh, had, I felt something crawling over my eye. So I like picked it up, uh, whatever it was, because I was like, uh, okay. And it was then I looked and I was like, that's a, that's a black widow. And I uh, kind of gently tossed it because I didn't want to get bit. Um, yeah. That was the same day the hawk showed up on my car. Uh, there was. I walked out and there was a hawk perched on my car, and I felt the the like. I was like, I was like, this would be so cool because this is so cool. So I put my arm out and the hawk landed on my arm and it hurt because hawks have talons. <laughs> yeah. But I really wanted the hawk to land on me and it totally did and I was really excited. <laughs> Understandably, <laughs> lots of things are trying to get Kevin's attention in a very big way his whole but, life. Most recently, this is about what was it, two or three weeks ago. It was right in the mid of, middle of the quarantine. I was in the freezy fort, um, and I felt something drop on my neck. And uh, I thought it was a roach because I live in an apartment complex. Occasionally, we get roaches, and yeah. it was German ones. It's not a, like a, a disgusting problem, but they're an ever-present force. So I went and I grabbed it with my hand because I'm like, oh, drop on my neck. Like right on my right on my vein, like I grabbed it and I pulled it off and I looked down. And I was like, "Oh no, no!" And I no. gently tossed it out the window. <laughs> oh no! I was I, like, "Move very slowly." That reminds me of like I um. So my husband, he will never tell you that he's afraid of spiders because he is a manly man and he's never afraid of spiders, but. Just recently, we were actually talking about the podcast and about all the spooky stuff that's been happening between the three of us, and mm -hmm. now you, we were talking about all the spooky stuff, and then he, he's like, hey, babe, I got a big one for you, and uh, here in Washington, we have brown recluses. It's very, very rare to ever see them in the house, and I don't think I've ever seen my husband freak out of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Ever. fair. laughs> And you could just imagine, like, if you could just imagine, like, a... 5'2 woman on a stool getting a brown recluse out of their house, like above the uh, living room door. Just like, come here, buddy, with like a cup and a freaking piece of paper. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my big, burly, 200 pound of just pure muscle husband in the background, like, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, That's I love hilarious. It. I live in Georgia. Recluses are no joke. Yeah, no, they, they are not fun and terrifying down here. And they are not rare here either. No, they, they are, are not. They are not. They are every god. They, like, they are almost the common house spider. Oh, God. We are the Australia of the United States. <laughs> right. We were we were talking about the murder hornets, and we are like, God, I hope they don't get to Georgia. They'll never leave. Oh, God, that's so true. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I told uh, I told Miranda about the uh, my 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 
third uh, occurrence with a, a specifically a Black Widow. Um, I'm not arachnophobic, so like carefully and casually getting it off of my skin is you know something I'm able to do. Despite if that thing bit me, I'd be dead. I'm allergic to bites and stings. Right. Oh, uh, no. like I would I would just anaphylactic shock dead. It's not uh, the uh, oh it's not the arachnophobia. It's the deathophobia. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm very, like, but I understand that a lot of times with spiders, as long as you move, like, slowly and calmly, uh, they're not going to bite you because you don't register as the food. So yeah. I'm just like, hey, buddy, uh, ma'am, let me see you outside. <laughs> but I don't know if it had an omen or a meaning or something. I just, uh, I, I called Miranda and I was like, hey, so... I was like, I told him, I was like, if you feel some sort of way and like want to put a face and a name to something to talk to, Grandmother Spider might be somebody to be like, hey, can you at least point me in a direction? Uh, these are your children that are being utilized. So is it you? Is it somebody else? Stop dropping deadly creatures on me, please. Please, um... ma'am. <laughs> I made jumping China. spiders. I love <laughs> jumping spiders. <laughs> Well, if I could pay attention a lot better if you just put it on my windowsill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see it better there. What? Let it crawl with my car windshield. You know, there's so many other ways you can do this. <laughs> Instead of on things. my person. Yeah. <laughs> I had a wolf spider crawl up my leg while I was driving. And mm -hmm. I, couldn't, oh, I, I no. couldn't quickly identify what it was. Uh, so I'm like, oh, there's a spider. It's going up my pant leg. Oh no. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna die. Oh god. So, you know, I'm just like, okay, I'm on the interstate. I can't really pull over. So I just kind of casually pulled into a gas station, got out, and took my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was a, it was a, it was a pretty thick sized wolf spider. I Ugh. put my pants back on, put it in the bushes, and was like, you'll, you'll find bugs here. Good for you. <laughs> Live your life, tiny man. Well, that's actually, that's sort of the preface to, to what I was thinking about is there seems to be, and I have seen this in multiple spiritual, paranormal, pagan communities, there seems to be a very abrupt and somewhat, not just nationwide, but almost sort of worldwide level up of awakening with people going on. Like, things have seemed a lot more active, and it's not just the fact that we've had what seems to be a lot of more people that have passed on very rapidly. That definitely is a thing. But it, it's more than that. Like, there seems to be a lot more people interested in the paranormal, interested in spirituality, and like a witch's path type thing. And I was going to just open that up for discussion, see what you guys think and have noticed. So for me personally, here in Washington, because we are on a line, I thought it was pronounced a lane line, but I was corrected, so I don't... I don't know, but uh, here in Washington, literally, you go down, down to our capital, downtown Olympia, and you go on one corner, and there's a crystal shop. You go two steps down, a magical tea shop. You go three steps south, and you find and a complete pagan shop. Go two steps down, you find a pagan bookstore. Here, it's, it's, very, it's very well known as a practice. But the thing is, is that until recently, I never, like, really met people that were going into that for the pagan. They were going in there to get the tea, or they found a really pretty crystal, and they wanted it, and they'll buy it. Or they found a little tiny statue that was really cute, so they grabbed it. But since this whole, whole quarantine thing's happened, 
it's been like an uproar here. Like everybody and anybody wants to be a witch. And it's like an intense group of people that want to be dark witches. And I'm just like, guys, I don't <sighs> I don't recommend that. I, I mean, if you want to do baneful magic, go for it, you know? I, I, no, no judgment. But um, when you start to go to the butcher to ask them for live animals because you want to try something new, I'm like, guys, 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 calm down. Um, <laughs> also, also, put the knife down. Also, it's important. Yeah. It's important, especially people who are wanting to practice the more baneful things, which I disagree with. I don't like the baneful stuff. I stay away from it. It's not my not my jam. But rule of three, guys. It's for everything that you're going to do to someone else, it will come back on you threefold. So if you're going to practice that, be prepared for it to be way worse for you. Something else that I've noticed nowadays is that we've adapt. Uh, there's quite a few witches that have adapted this new age thing where they don't believe in the threefold law. They yeah, believe it, that and it bugs me. It bugs me so much because even as someone who has practiced baneful magic, I walk into that situation knowing that even if I don't believe that that bane is going to come back on to me, it will one way or another. But yeah. there's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of people nowadays that are just like, if you don't believe in it, it's not going to happen. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> Honey, I don't believe That's in the funny. just because I don't believe in that common cold doesn't mean I'm not going to catch one. Like exactly, thank you. You don't walk into a situation like that and be like, oh, because I don't believe it's not going to happen to me. No, it just means it's going to smack you across the face in a very unexpected way. I want I'm... to know. I want to know. I want to know why some of these people uh, begin to believe that there are no repercussions for their actions. Because, like, if you if you take away the the spiritual and supernatural side of it, and and the things that we we've seen and we know, and you know, but you take it to something mundane in your everyday life, when you do something, there are consequences for those actions, repercussions. Nothing mm -hmm. is isolated. So if you take that to the threefold rule, why would you think? But if you put ill out there, you won't receive ill. How I had it, you know, like how I look at it is that, like, sadly, my generation, they have this, they have this whole mindset of like, if I don't think about it, it's not gonna happen. If I don't look at it, it's not there. Bah. Like, and and that bugs me because then you have like, I, I actually told uh, Diana this story, where I was a young girl, I was about 17 years old, she started practicing. She was down on her luck, and she wanted to do things like uh, some serious, serious, serious bad stuff. Like, I'm talking, I caught her in her bedroom with a uh, still partly living chicken above her head. And I was like, you, you realize that I do stuff like this, but I would never do something like that. Taking a life is some seriously That's dark That's a big magic. deal. Yeah, like, you, you just stepped in the proverbial dog shit, and now that is going to be horrible for you. And she didn't believe me, she didn't believe me. She's like, if I don't think about it, it's not going to affect me. <laughs> yeah, she was 18 years old. She, she was a perfectly healthy young lady, beautiful blonde hair, beautiful blue eyes, not a wrinkle on her skin. One year, exactly one year from when she did that, I, I saw her at 18 years old. She looked like she was 70. Her hair was falling out. Her teeth were falling out. She looked emaciated. 
And then she looks at me and she goes, how do I fix this? And I said, boo-boo, you did something that I can't even bring you back from. Yeah. Like, like it's sad because you look, you look at, you look at my generation and it's, it's like how it is on, on everything else. If, if I don't look at it, it's not a problem. Mm-mm. No, no, no. That's not how this, that's not how any of this works. Like, <laughs> Put that in, get that out. I mean... Yeah. And besides, even if you don't, even if you don't believe that the consequences aren't going to fall on you, the rule of three is not a bad way to look at things anyway. It, you, the whole idea on this, like, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm not into the power aspect of you know lording over other people or having control over the other people in my life. I don't know. Maybe I just don't resonate with that. But it seems silly to me to not understand that your conse- your actions have consequences, and no one is an island. It seems to me like the idea that I can do whatever I want, but I punish people when they do things that upset me. Like, it's a very me, me, me kind of approach that I've seen in a lot of stuff like Astrid and you were talking about. Like, there's no consideration for not only consequence, but the ripples in the world that that will make, nor, like, they seem exempt. Like, they think they're fucking Bella and Twilight and the main character of their story and everybody else is inconsequential. Well, put it this way. When when you're attaching yourself to these energies and you're putting your energy out in the world, you're effectively, for us younger generation people, you're plugging in. And mm-hmm. that connection isn't one way. Yep. Oh no, once you're plugged in, you're there. You're there. You've attached yourself to the situation. Exactly. It's, a, it's like a battery. Like if um, me, I'm a vapor, so I'm going to use it as a an, as an example. With uh with vape batteries, it's a vape battery charger, and the reason why it's good is because it circulates the energy. It's the same thing. You put out one thing, it loops around and comes right back. And yep. you put it out, loops around, comes right back. It's a butterfly effect, pretty much. And nobody wants to believe in that anymore. Nobody wants to believe in if you step on a butterfly, that there could be a hurricane in Japan. I completely agree. I'm not going to lie to you. I stopped doing baneful magic after I had my son because I was like, okay, so if I do some dumb shit, that dumb shit's going to come back on me. And what is the most important thing in my life? My child. So (laughs) I stopped doing baneful stuff for that exact reason because those repercussions aren't just for you. The threefold law doesn't say, oh, you did this. So now it's only going to happen to you. No, it's that bad energy is going to affect your life. That includes Miranda, that includes Diana, that now includes you or my son or my husband or my, you know, sister. It just means that that bad energy is going to hit me or someone in my life. And that is just not worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not worth it. Yeah. Again, you eat garbage, you feel like garbage. So. Exactly. And I feel like that's, sort of going to be like this is going to be a growing pain because if the world is leveling up in its and i'm going to use a real modern term here in its level of wokeness then there's going to be a lot more baby spiritualists figuring their shit out and probably not doing so without error quite frequently well angry angry and desperate people um, turn to angry and desperate methods. Yeah. Yes. It's very yes. So we've been we've been dominating the conversation. Diana, has there been anything you have particularly noticed in your interactions recently while 
all of this craziness has been occurring? Well, the only thing that I have that's really been standing out to me is like my sensitivities are high. I'm yes. noticing that anyone that I associate with their sensitivities are also heightened. And uh, with that being said, I'm having more experiences, more feelings, more dream walking, um, and things like that that you know happening more often than it used to. I also know that it is taking a lot more than it used to for me to fight the depression that can come along with trying to repel all of that away. Yeah, because it takes a lot of energy, and if you are putting or having to put more of that energy out more frequently, you don't have enough for yourself in reserve. And we haven't been like around people and in regular routines to recharge as frequently. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and it, like I said, it's been really difficult. I know that when you and Ashley and I were talking, we were discussing how it, it's like we're getting to a point where we're spiritually craving mm -hmm. the physical contact. And I'm an introvert, so I don't really crave a lot of physical face-to-face -face contact to try to pull energy. But you know, lately, it's been happening. Yeah, I've been feeling the I've been feeling the pull. And yes, I'm an extrovert, but I also like to have my downtime. I'm officially at too much downtime and would like to be in the presence of people, please. Right, I feel that. I, I think um, all this quarantine is going to do is turn me into an extrovert. Like I cannot <laughs> get out and visit people at this point. I'm not even gonna lie. I was going to say, I think we're actually pretty evenly balanced. We have two extroverts and two introverts on the call right now, because I know Kevin and I are both, Hey, everyone! <laughs> True. Um, so actually, I did, I did learn something interesting um, through my reading, because I read a lot of you know, random things. But I, I saw a post on Facebook recently that um, addressed the omniverts, as they call them. Ooh. It's people who are very introverted as far as social gatherings. They don't really like to participate. But at the same time, if it's a group that they feel absolutely comfortable with, then they spaz out like an extrovert. They're like, yay! Yeah, oh I my feel God. that. And it's called an I, omnivert. I think I might be an omnivert. I <laughs> <laughs> think so, too. Because, I mean, you, you send me to, say, like, like my husband's company. They do company Christmas parties and things of that nature. A swim party in July, that kind of thing. It's really nerve-wracking for me to go to something like but if you were to put me at a family reunion with all my people, then I want to go and I'm going to stay till it's over. I might even stay late and help clean up just for the, you know, the interaction. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely feel that. Yeah, that's usually how it is for me, where I'm like, where like, if I go out to the bar with my brother, I'm like, hey, don't bother me in my corner. Bye. But like, in this situation, I'm very like, talk, 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 talk. From the pure extrovert in the room, I feel uh, I, like isolating situations or introverted activities are exhausting for me. I end up getting pent up, cabin fevered. I end up pacing and getting anxious. Like, I, I have to have an outlet. Yeah, I'm feeling that. That's, I'm probably slid a little bit more towards omnivert because I do need downtime occasionally. But if I have too much of it, I am absolutely 1000% like, cabin fever i need to get out even if it's just to go drive somewhere i need to go do something i'm i am going crazy inside my own head basically what is downtime downtime <laughs> the last kind of talking point I, I want to mention is 
for those of us who have been sort of on a spiritual or paranormal or energetic path for longer than this quarantine and we've i think we've talked about it at least individually and i think maybe also on the podcast a little bit you know there's been a a spike in like psychic noise for those of us who have been tuned in and are used to not hearing a lot of like white noise and things like that but more people are tuning in nowadays and I want to, I guess this is kind of the witchy tip. Make sure that you're being kind to each other because there's a lot more people paying attention now and we're going to be experiencing a lot of that and experiencing a lot more questions. And I've seen a huge influx of people who are like, now I'm interested in this. It's, I don't know, man. It seems like uh, we didn't ask for it, but some of us who are already here might need to step up and be like, hey guys. Don't sacrifice chickens in your bedroom. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Have, have some patience with people who are new to it, too. Yes. Um, they're yeah. they're discovering things. And, you know, sure, they probably learned about it from pop culture or uh, some book that they read, uh, you know. But that doesn't mean that what they're trying to discover is any less valid. Yeah. I'm going to make well, a, a nerdy reference here. Just because somebody got turned on to Marvel Comics by watching the first Avengers movie when they had never seen it before does not mean that they did not go purchase the entire bibliography and basically binge read everything that had to do with the Avengers after that. So, like, just because they didn't start reading when they were eight years old like some of us doesn't make them any less now an Avengers fan. So, even if they come at spirituality and witchcraft and things like that from a path of pop culture doesn't mean that they cannot learn and become something that they are seeking to be basically well don't gatekeep because angry and desperate people do angry and desperate things oh my god please don't gatekeep yeah that is a pretty horrible feeling though like <laughs> like being being a, a young one trying to learn things, or when I say young one, I mean, like, new to the craft. Yeah, you can be 40 like, and be a young one. Yeah, and, like, you know, asking questions, and then someone just be like, no, that isn't, that isn't real, that doesn't exist, don't, don't do that. Oh my, my god, favorite, you're using mahogany? Yeah, you know, I hate that. My, the, the one that I hate hearing the most from people who are, are well-versed in the craft is, this isn't charmed. We don't uh, do stuff like that. Oh my god. I get it. I, I get it. That. I get this one uh, a lot. Um, obviously, no offense to literally anyone, but I get this one a lot. Um, it's not a guy thing. Yes, I hate that. Oh. I hate that. Yeah. I get a very, very popular one. Um, so I have this box. I call it my manifestation box. And it's where I not only, you know, write down things to that I would like to manifest in my life but I also do thank yous and they go in this box um, and I come from a Christian background and my favorite one is that's not how Christianity works oh, oh honey <laughs> I was like oh because I write prayers instead of speak them well. <laughs> There's this, there's this, there's this belief that there's only one way to do things, and that's that's not entirely accurate or true. Yeah. Okay, witchy tip number two to anybody <laughs> listening to this episode. First of all, welcome. <laughs> we're all very glad that you're here, and we're all really weird. 
But if you are a new baby witch, be you 15 or 60, I don't care. Seek your own truth. Someone cannot tell you what to believe. Someone cannot tell you how to do something. You have to find what works for you. You could be an atheist that works with energy. You can be a vampire or a werewolf. I don't care. You can be a witch. Get down with the Gardarian Wiccanism. You can freaking be a fairy. I don't care. Just be aware, be informed, do your research, ask questions. And anybody who will not answer questions for you or attempts to charge you for answering questions is bullshit. And there is another way you can find it. We have the internet. The witchy tip. The angry witches episode. Yes, basically. (laughs) We all need a tree stump in the middle of the forest that we can sit on and grump on. Oh my god, yes. I promote this. Uh, these kids today and their gatekeeping like don't gatekeep don't be dumb about it understand that on your spiritual path there are things that will trip you up and you'll make mistakes that you learn from but if you keep making the same mistake over and over again there can be very bad consequences and you need to take that into consideration that's be considerate be informed be knowledgeable what you have learned do not fucking gatekeep like don't be a dick that's it yeah yeah don't be a dick (laughs) a little at a time you don't have to take things big oh god no you don't have to learn it all in a day like some people take an entire lifetime to figure out anything it's fine and to be perfectly honest i've discovered most of the people that i drive with the best approach it as not a necessarily or religious path or something like that we approach it as this is life and i am always learning more about life and and personal witchy tip sometimes non-answers are answers oh god this is so right it's frustrating it's dark souls level of frustrating (laughs) can i go on a tiny rant please and completely completely you can cut this out but i just like it's one of those kind of things that like as the someone who's been practicing since I was younger, and the stump is I'm, yours. Not gonna... <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie, Kevin, you saying that you know, hearing somebody tell you that it's not a male thing, that bugs me so much, because I fun fact at least about the Norse pagans, it was ma- predominantly a female thing, but you want to hear something really cool? Most yeah. heathens, most heathen men would go out into the field and they would they would do most things that are actually considered rituals nowadays to win battles and it was a predominantly male thing in a male dominant world and if you are if you are a male witch or a wizard or a warlock whatever you want to call yourself if you are a man you are not less valid than me as a woman you Amen. are not yeah i get you... told i get told <laughs> frequently no boys allowed yeah, no. That it's usually not... the Dianics. Oh, well, yeah. 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 But they have their own problems. <laughs> it's usually the what? The Dianics. Uh, that's yeah. one I haven't heard of. What is that? Uh, the, the followers of Diana. Oh, yeah. This comes up right. so much more me. <laughs> I think yeah. it's funny because my name is Diana and I'm still a moon child of some Yeah. But me, they... a moon child, can't I am play a moon with girls. Child. They take a lot of the minor things uh, to do 
they take a lot of things to extremes that I don't agree with. Um, I don't judge anybody for practicing it. Everybody has their reasons, but gatekeeping and telling somebody that they can't do or be something just because they are a, they are or are not a certain gender is unfucking acceptable. Thank you. Okay. So the whole reason why that I go off about that is because my son, he is seven years old. He will be eight years old this year. He needs to stop growing, but that's not the point. Um, he actually asked me, he goes, well, mommy, can I be like a witch like you? And then he stopped himself and he goes, wait, that's right. Boys can't be witches. Totally. I, like, part of me, like, like the ravenous side of me that gets upset about that, wanted to snatch that little boy up and shake him and be like, you can be whatever you want to be. You want to <laughs> send him a picture of my big bearded ass and I'll, uh, you know, uh, he, he's one. <laughs> yeah. And when he like a picture of my husband, my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> and it just it bugs me because like like this okay, trying to rein in the rage. Okay. So <laughs> in our world nowadays, everyone is trying to be like just like everybody else or they're trying to in you know, some cases, gatekeep and say, Oh, because you're this you can't do that. No. No, if you are a man and you are listening to this and you are curious, fucking go for it. Because you know what? That is your truth. That is what you want to do with your life. Do it. And no one can tell you that you don't want to do it. Do it with respect. Always with respect, no matter what you do. Do it with respect, but do it. Because you will never know if that's truly your truth or not. And if you don't take that step, then you will never know. And it bugs me that these little women sometimes will tell you that you can't do it because you are a man. That is not acceptable. Do not accept that. That is not okay. Yes. I am down with it. (laughs) Okay. I think a good way to close it is going to be showing the diversity. We all met different ways. Like Diana and I met when we were tea tiny young ones. And then I, we reconnected over social media and it brought you, Astrid, into my life wonderfully. I met Kevin completely unrelated, doing some fun game nerdy times. And then we all come together and have different paths, but a lot of very similar experiences and beliefs and understanding of the way the world works. If you guys are comfortable with it, I think to leave it on a positive note of diversity is awesome educate yourself don't gatekeep and be respectful and conscientious of other people would be one of those look at us this ragtag team of the spooky squad and like for example state what i feel i am and like my path is and i am an energy working vampire who happens to have some some practice and knowledge and study in the traditions of witchcraft. I'm a, I'm a modern day, uh, Volva. I'm, I, I'm a frig working, energy working hippie without the, without the weed. I, I'm a even practitioner. Um, my main focus is cleaning my area and literally feeding and taking care of anybody and everybody. I actually met Diana through a group of people that did not share a uh, mindset as me and Diana. And I met Miranda through Diana. <laughs> okay, well, this is the first time I've ever had to do that, but um, <laughs> I identify as a Christian witch. Wow, how much an oxymoron does that sound, people? I think it sounds um, awesome. 
natural form of spiritual gifts is healing empathy and i happen to take it from a christian perspective to say true to my religion i define myself as a, a big lovable bear filled with love and hydration but in this particular case <laughs> Uh, I am a, uh, a full moon enthusiast. I practice what I feel. And I go off of feeling more than I go off of right road and ritual. I don't think there's a real definition to what I put myself towards. Um, I go with what works, and I use trial and error to just explore any and all things. I'll try anything once. Um, Would you say to explore the spooky side of life? I will explore the spooky side of life, one yeah. spooky entity at a time. On brand. On brand. <laughs> well, that is... I... the title drop. <laughs> oh my god, they said the title! They said it! <laughs> Gotta get them royalties. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining me today. We have sent y'all stuff out on podcast before i will leave links in the episode description we won't go over it again and bore the spooky people um i'm really happy that we could herd these spooky squad cats together and actually have our conversation today it's been really fun thank you for having me thank you for being on the season one finale we uh this has been getting close to a year of that spooky life and i'm i would not have preferred to spend it with anyone else well, here's Yay. to another year. Cheers. Yay! Cheers. Absolutely. I have coffee. I'll drink for that. Amen. I've got, yeah, I've got my, my jug of eight cups of water. I'm guzzling your honor. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I will say in closing, um, we we all are about live and let live and judge nobody for an individual path because your own path is your own. And it is very important I think to all of us, but and me especially, to for you to seek your own truth. However, um, we don't want to offend anybody. This is just our discussions, and whatever works for you works. And I wish you all the best. I hope that despite some of the uh, worldwide circumstances right now, you're all doing very well, and continue to do so. And I'm gonna be taking a few weeks off at the beginning of June. So there will be two episodes that uh, will be two Fridays that will be skipped. But after that, I will come back at you guys with some new stories and some spooky new episodes. So please stay tuned. Thank you very much for listening. I adore you all and I'm glad that you're all here. And until we speak again, this is the season one finale for That Spooky Life. And I hope that you continue, you guessed it, keep living that spooky life. Bye. On a light way to end this, what is a witch's favorite subject in school? What? Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs>